Welcome to another episode of Optimum 7 Surge Sessions, our weekly e-commerce, digital marketing, and technology podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Surge. This week, we will talk about e-commerce merchandising for musicians, artists, and celebrities mainly that are on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Now, Joe, we work with some of these individuals, especially with musicians, and e-commerce merchandising is tough because you have to be in control of the process all the way from manufacturing the quality of the merchandise. And you have to control that along with your brand. You know, you could be a band or you could be an individual Mm -hmm. musician. And of course, you have to have the technology and the platform side of it as well and all the marketing elements, right? Before these celebrities could do all of this through their Instagram accounts or through their TikTok accounts, but now you actually have a strategy. Talk to us about how the strategy works in someone generating serious revenue from their merchandising efforts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So like you said, the quality, brand, right? Those terms that you mentioned uh, go hand in hand, right? So as a musician, as an artist, you are the brand. So if you're now selling merchandise, whether it be online, it used to be in concerts, not so much anymore, um, you need to ensure that the products that you're manufacturing and that you're now merchandising match the quality of your overall brand. So we're seeing this uh, across the, the board with different types of celebrities, different types of musicians that have already established a brand presence for themselves. Typically when it comes to the style that they portray on stage or online. Um, and again, the merchandise that they sell needs to match that quality. You also mentioned technology. The technology is extremely important at this in, in this point. If you're now manufacturing, you need to ensure that you have full quality control, that you have it everything integrated from a, an inventory management system. So when those pieces come in, it automatically populates the store and your inventory management is in sync. And it isn't until then that you can start marketing these products across your social media channels and so on. Um, and we've seen that this has become more of a necessity now than ever for these musicians because of the pandemic, right? There's no more concerts, no more ticket sales. They need to rely on merchandise. It's not being sold at concerts. They need other means of distributing this merchandise. And that's where e-commerce plays a huge role for these musicians. Got it. Now, it's actually a very exciting time for uh, the music industry because uh, before they could just, you know, get the revenue from CD sales or or or, or anything else yeah. like concerts. Mm-hmm. But now you have so many different options, right? You have merchandising, you have Spotify, you have different music sharing platforms, you have merchandising. But one challenge that I see with the people that we work with is that they are putting too much emphasis on brand. And, you know, you and I, we always go back and forth. Yeah. You are very <laughs> brand centric. I'm very revenue and bottom line and ROI centric. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, we've seen a couple of artists who also switch their um, Their product product offering offering every four months, every six months. So they need to go through new designs because it's their brand, right? So in my opinion, it's very important to streamline your selection, but let's talk more about 
Um, and this is mostly for musicians and artists, this is mostly apparel, yeah. right? Because you're wearing something, maybe it's a backpack, maybe it's something that you're wearing, maybe it's a brand push that you're doing on your own. Mm -hmm. And these musicians have, you know, 5, 10, 20, 50 million followers on Instagram. They don't or they can't directly advertise their apparel because it, it is too straightforward. Mm -hmm. So there are different challenges there. But talk to us about the the marketing side of it, because yep. we've seen so many executions where they're missing so so many different elements, yeah. right? Like they're leaving millions of dollars on the table because they're not doing the merchandising properly or they're not doing the manufacturing properly or the marketing and the nurture. Yeah. So again, going back to the world we live in now, right? Times have changed. Things are different. They no longer are generating revenue from concert sales. Back then, musicians had opportunity to be a little bit more creative in terms of their merchandising. Therefore, you would see a lot of times where rather than having a, a website that housed all of their merchandise from existing uh, product offering to past product offering, they are now doing these exclusive drops uh, where they will start promoting a product line that hasn't come out. Maybe it's to back a up and coming album that they're about to release. And that product line is designed and tailored to that specific album. However, every other piece that they used to sell is now removed from that site. And it's, you're unable to purchase that. So what they would do is create that exclusivity type of buzz that a lot of marketers would, would initiate to generate traction, generate buzz and generate sales eventually. However, now a lot of these artists don't have that luxury of just saying, okay, I know I'm going to make X amount per product launch. Why are you going to limit yourself now when there's plenty of individuals that would love to go back and purchase previous merchandise from previous concerts or previous launches? So I think now the strategy has shifted a little bit towards let's see where we can maximize profit rather than maximize our uh, exclusivity and our, and our brand, uh, persona, right? Um, so I think that's where times have kind of pushed musicians now into thinking, well, I guess I can't be, uh, as exclusive as I wanted to with my brand. Maybe it's time I just open up the floodgates, generate as much revenue as possible. And then again, if times change later on, then we can go back into that exclusive marketing model where I can just do little launches here and there, knowing that it's going to sell out. And we also see that musicians, artists, even uh, fashion designers are not leveraging these events like the Grammys or the Latin Grammys, right? Yeah. Where millions and millions of people are watching these, looking at what you're wearing. Maybe you're wearing your own brand, right? And you know that we've done a few executions with fashion designers where we timed the Facebook ads and the TikTok ads and the Google ads to the event. And we've generated millions of dollars. Why do you think musicians and artists are not taking advantage of the events that they do to push their own merchandise? Well, I don't, I don't think it is the musician. I think it is their business manager, right? Um, you know, a lot of times it's very difficult to get through to artists, right? Artists are going to want to be unique. They're going to want to do their own thing. Um, they don't always have the business mindset. So while at the same time, you as an artist can continue to be yourself and be unique, um, you have that team behind you that's going to think of strategic ways to then monetize uh, moving forward. Like you said, if it's a red carpet event, you know, if you don't want to wear anything or if you don't want to wear a full 
um, outfit from your product line, maybe just one or two things, one or two pieces. Um, there's going to be give and take. Uh, but again, it's, it's a very strategic way of thinking that a lot of times artists aren't really necessarily in that mindset. And we see those searches on Google and we see them trending on Facebook yeah. as well. You know, if let's say yeah, if what, Cher yeah. wears a dress, they're like, what was Cher wearing? Yeah. What was this artist wearing? Yeah. You know, what's the name of that bracelet? So yeah. it's very, very prominent and they're take, not taking advantage of that. Which brings me to the next topic. You know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, the norm was that a brand, an apparel brand, uh, would go to a celebrity, let's call it a watch brand or mm -hmm. any kind of, you know, dress brand or any yeah. kind of, you know, let's say Calvin Klein, you know, they would mm -hmm. go to a celebrity, they would do a partnership with a celebrity, pay the celebrity a bunch of money, and then use their name in photo shoots and everything else. Now, in the past five years, we've seen a lot of celebrities, some of them you and I like, launch tequila, yeah. you know, brands, launch apparel brands, launch lingerie brands. Mm -hmm. And there's a huge shift from okay, I'll partner with you if you give me a few million dollars to, well, I want to create my own brand, own it 100%, I'll front the money, mm -hmm. but I'll make more money in the long term from the merchandise. It doesn't have to be apparel from the merchandise yeah. that I'm putting out there with my name and with my passion on it. Talk to us about that. Why is that so important in today's marketplace? Um, you know, the, the reason why that's so important is because you, you are now investing in yourself for long-term success, right? Rather than making a quick buck here and there, which you probably did earlier on in your career, right, where you made money wherever you could, now you're gonna get all that money you made and you're gonna invest it back into yourself. Um, and then again, you're gonna leverage your brand, you're gonna, which is you, right, your name, um, and then you're gonna apply that to whatever business model you wanna start and you wanna execute. Um, there's tons of celebrities that have tried and failed and tons that have tried and have been extremely successful, right? George Clooney with Casamigos, um, you know, Ryan Reynolds with Aviation Gin, right? And I'm just talking about the successful ones. There are tons that have failed and I believe that it's because either they went into the wrong business, that their personality, their, their brand that they've established um, did not match. Um, whereas, you know, the others that, that kind of got into it, it, it did, it, it went with the following that they had. So my advice would be know your following, right? As a celebrity, know your following that's going to then tailor and alter what type of business or industry or niche for you to get into moving forward. And the last thing that I want to mention is there are celebrities out there. Uh, there are musicians, artists, also there are TikTok and YouTube celebrities that have millions and millions of followers. One of the things that we hear most from them when we speak to them or when we speak to their managers is, yes, I have 50 million followers, but I cannot uh, advertise my own product because it's going to be too straightforward and people are going to unfollow me. They don't know the strategies for self-marketing, most of these individuals, right? So there is a way that you can show your apparel or your brand yeah. without being too specific in your shares, in your stories, yeah. in, in what you do when you go to these events and they don't know these strategies. Um, and we, when we communicate 
to this to the managers, mm-hmm. Joe, you know, usually we hear, oh, we don't even want to bring that up because it's a sensitive subject. What would be your top advice to them in terms of implementing these stealth marketing strategies? So a lot of times there's no strategy behind the posts that these individuals are putting out or whoever's managing their social media. What you need is a content calendar, not only a content calendar that's going to show you what's going to be posted and when, but the intent of each and every one of those posts. And that's the most important thing. So Joe said it, if you are a celebrity or an artist or a musician or a manager that manages a bunch of musicians, or even if you're a TikTok or YouTube or Instagram celebrity, there is huge potential for you in merchandising your own products, your own e-commerce products in a stealth marketing strategy. That's it for this week. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Optimum 7 Surge Sessions. Do you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like us to cover or simply have a question about one of the topics we have previously covered? Send us an email to info at Optimum7.com or visit our website, www.Optimum7.com.